0: On this episode of Quantum Week, May 3rd through 9th, 1992. Whoa. Welcome to Quantum Week, I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music and headlines and our personal stories. We are in the beginning of May 1992 and we're talking Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. But before we get started, we got a good news, bad news situation. That's right. What do you want to hear first, the good news or the bad news? Let's
1: give them the bad news first. Well, that's, that's perfect. Uh, so we're off next week. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, so no free show next week, uh, just a Patreon show. So like this, you know, this week we're doing, uh, of course, we're doing Wayne's World today. And then uh, tomorrow on Patreon, we're doing Basic Instinct. And then next week, we're going to stay in 1992. And yep. we're going to uh, do My Cousin Vinny uh, right. for the Patreon show. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's... We just run up against it. I'm, I'm away in New York City for like a week. And then um, we just, we've just just been hitting vacation upon vacation. So um, if finally, it caught up to us. Uh, the good news is I, I don't foresee any... Probably,
0: weeks off for a while not for a while i don't think so because neither one of us are really going anywhere I, as far as i know until then i here. don't have
1: any, don't any have anything like planned. week-long trips or anything like that for like oh maybe until like february
0: yeah um maybe we'll take some time off around the but i think i would just stay home around the the holiday the new year and christmas and stuff have, so
1: i'm staying home. i'll be home my whole family's here I, yeah it's almost easier for us to do shows then
0: it might be yeah because
1: we just our schedules open up and it's just i feel it's like easier we should do, yeah it's probably easier even do a christmas show again like oh we should do yeah. that
0: and maybe and like a watch, or like a watch along again. Yeah, Something we're probably due for that sometime Something. soon.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely think. You know, also too in September, uh, thanks to some uh, fifty dollar patrons, we're gonna have some bonus episodes. Oh, that's true too. So we're gonna have um, episodes. We get two free shows a week. Uh, that's gonna happen in uh, I think uh, one week in September, and then I think one week in very early October. Uh, cool. so, uh so yeah. So yes, next week if you are looking for extra content. Of course, to pa- uh, You know, go to Patreon. Just like search Quantum Week in, uh, under Patreon, yeah, and it. it's uh, for five dollars uh, a month um you get uh one free show a week but the cool thing is if you're not already a patron um our entire patreon library is there and there's it's like 37 or something there's a ton of shows there um so and some really some actually some interesting movies too there like the verdict and then also like some more some more popular movies than you might think is like because some some weeks just had two really good movies yeah they do i mean like basic instinct and uh, my cousin vinny are like pretty legit movies oh you know yeah. yeah so um so yeah, uh, check it out uh five dollars a month you can get some uh, some content if you get some extra content this summer otherwise we will be back doing free shows again in uh, two weeks two i don't weeks. know where we're going yet we're going to discuss that uh later on but,
0: yeah uh, i don't know and then the good news is uh we're just we're announcing our live show which will be in november november 20th correct yes uh so that is a date we've locked in the location will be in dover at this place called the strand theater it was a uh strand theater right yep yeah was a um an old sort of second run movie theater when i was in college i used to go i saw the matrix there i've said before and a bunch of other stuff um but we're gonna be in uh in in a sort of like a looks like an old theater any of the old theaters in new hampshire kind of looks like in the room that we're gonna be in just like with all the gilded stuff and whatever it's a neat space um tickets aren't on sale yet but they will be soonish. i'm thinking early october yeah. September, October. Somewhere uh, in there. I, I feel maybe six weeks, but i eight weeks might be too much. I don't know. It Some, does, I, I don't know if it matters somewhere, somewhere in the fall. I feel like sometimes if you put it out too yeah. soon, people don't, Really act on it because they just know that oh I got forever and before I need to do it. There's that's like true, a, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out Mind sometime games.
1: in well obviously announce the show we'll have you know yeah of course uh, we'll have I'm sure a big thing about it. but yeah we we always want people to know if they are interested in going Dover is really cool because um it's really accessible you can take a train uh, the downeaster you can take right from Boston or even from Portland it brings mm-hmm. you literally right to the theater amongst. you can see it uh I will say that if you take the train you might want to get the hotel do the hotel option, make it, make it like a weekend out of it because I don't know, get a train back. Yeah. you might get stranded. Obviously I'm sure most people will drive. Uh, they have a parking garage. It's like, I don't know, a few hundred feet from the theater. Yeah. So, fun. um, you know, you can obviously, if you're in, you know, working to drive up, just catch show and go home. You can do that very easily. There's tons of restaurants around. Um, and tons of good bars. We'll go out after the show too. Yeah. Um, and uh, if anyone has any questions at all about like what, what's going on Dover, what hotel should I stay? Anything like that. Feel free to DM me. I, like, it's not far from where I live. I'd be happy to kind of walk people. You know, like, you're coming to our backyard. I'm happy to be the host. I help play yeah. host. And yeah, yeah, I, So any questions at all, reach out. Uh, I'll give you some hotel recommendations, some restaurant recommendations. Uh, any questions you have about the Dover area, I'd be happy to help.
0: But we've been tra- we wanted to do a live show last year, but just with the pandemic, it didn't, it didn't work out. So here we are. And... Looking forward to it.
1: That'll I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be like a live show. It won't be like a movie in a show. Like we'll do a movie, uh, hopefully most people have seen or yeah. give you a chance to yeah. see it. And then we'll announce that very early on. And then um and then you come in, it will just, just be our show. Just to, right. just so it's not confusing. Yeah. Pew hero movie theater, other that might get confused. Uh and um yeah, good news is too, there's gonna be there be uh there's a it has like some concessions there, but it also has a, a, bar, a bar on bar site. There. Yep. And you can like and you can bring drinks in so you can drink and watch the show and that would be important to me. Might get so. messy. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah i guess that's, uh, that's the big news so yes yeah, november 20th Circle your calendars get excited get excited dover new hampshire the strand yes the, the right all of it uh wayne's world <laughs> low energy carano today oh
0: I'll, I'll, bring right, I'll, I'll, bring I'll, it, I'll bring it all right
1: all right all right jesus christ
0: um wayne's world? wayne's world i was at a wedding yesterday like all day i, I don't i guess i didn't realize this uh, the wedding started at three o'clock i was there till like 11 o'clock at night that's this a is
1: long it feels like a long doesn't it feel like long Why?
0: I, well, they had the wedding and it's my, my good buddy. I won't, uh, I won't talk to him, but my good buddy, I've known him for like 18 years. Very excited for him and his beautiful wife. And it was a really cool ceremony, uh, but it did seem like a long, yeah, it was like a party all night type of thing. People I'm sure were going way past, like long past, yeah. but a, most of the people were still there when we left. I felt like an old guy, but, but it was a long day for me yeah. and drinking and eating all sorts of shit. I don't worn really, out. I'm a little more tired today. Yeah, that's fine. I've did gotten, you get like wrecked? No, I did. It was sort of some day drinking, some night drinking. Yeah, but not too. Not yeah. I actually. I felt poor. Barbara, she felt stuffed. Like we ate so much, goddamn! I had way more carbohydrates than I normally eat. Yeah, there was. Um, luckily they did like a barbecue, so there was tons of awesome meat. Like they did a great job from mm. pork and, and skewered stuff, and uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, but then you know they made then the that was like all the snacks though, because then they brought out the real, real uh the the meal the the dinner part which was. All sorts of shit, but in, including like fucking lasagna and stuff, which was mm. so good. It was really good. Yeah. I had like a huge thing of it and like half chicken. I ate so much. Barbara was, was com- great, completely stuffed um, like midway through. But for some reason, I had the, the I just like could keep going yesterday. And I had like nine pieces of cake and just all sorts of crazy stuff. So you look wrecked. Do I look wrecked? A little bit. I was definitely. I slept late today. I'm never in. I was in bed till like eight thirty. That never happens. My poor cat was meowing his face off. Like fucking feed me, you bitch. Um, I'm like, come here, buddy. Let's let's hang out. No. Uh, But eight thirty. I I was. I woke up at five thirty. I didn't go to bed till like midnight, which is late for me now. Mm. Woke up at some maybe like five. Fell back asleep. Never happens. Up down like until about eight thirty and got up and I've been and then I've been like work, kind of doing stuff all day, working all day, but.
1: Yeah, I'm a little, I guess I'm a little tired. I feel fine, but I could tell I'm a little bit tired. Well, I'm coming back from doing Kirk's show uh, yes. last week. And I will say that even despite your being so tired, yes. you still would be my number one choice for producer of this show. Of this show? Yeah. Oh, no, thank God. Well, I mean, assuming Craig isn't available. Oh, so,
0: okay. <laughs> so number two, right? Oh, right.
1: well, yeah. yeah, if you want to look at it that way, but I mean, how you wanna, <laughs> it's up to you.
0: You're the number one producer of people who I would choose in this room. Yes, uh, well, then, you thank are, you. Absolutely, absolutely. i you. number one choice. Son of a bitch. That's um. It. No, you did very well on that show. We talked about this earlier, of course, but you did very well on the show. I thought you handled yourself quite well. Thank you. So, Which I knew it's you would. Fun. I mean, it's you're, fun. It's you're fun. A it's professional. So
1: much fun. Well, not, but it's so much fun with with uh, with Kirk, of course. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wayne's Where's World. world? So after. Oh, ma- no, don't, don't. We just, okay. Uh, shut up. Don't I, I, I even hear you up. Sigh shut up. And it's like, oh, shit. Shut here up. We go. Just shut up. After Ugh. we saw, you know, how
0: we saw Austin Powers and it did not really age. well Yes. So I was really afraid of that. Um, and it wasn't the case with this. I thought, oh, this was, I, no, I thought this was it. This I was worried going in and fears went away. Good. Like BB plus movie. A lot of good stuff.
1: I think mean, I like it a little more than you do. Uh, I'm going to go with A minus here.
0: Oh, res- yeah. It's weird.
1: all on the cusp. Uh, a minus B plus uh this is a very effective comedy the thing that i didn't recognize because obviously you grew up watching this i'm oh, sure yeah. a million times right yeah so i haven't seen this movie in at least a decade meaning and the thing longer that, long okay yeah yeah, yeah and the thing i recognized watching this was this more than reality bites more than singles more than those movies we kind of say oh those are quintessential those are gen x movies Yeah. this movie wayne's world uh portrays a gen x I say mindset or what it was like back then, or just kind of that counterculture. We deconstruct pop culture, yes, in a w- better way than any movie we've ever seen. Uh, ever seen? Uh, this is truly a gen X movie. I was gonna show hmm. if I had a kid one day, or, or my niece and nephew, my, my niece's and nephew, I'm gonna show them a movie, what it's what was what it was like back then, or what, how people's attitudes were back then, yeah.
0: I would show them, right? World. That felt like a cause, and maybe. <laughs> I don't know what came first. It must have been a parody of what was happening at the time, but I feel like my high school was all like this. You know what I mean? Just like breaking down, like... Well, yeah, but man- like, but even the characters' mannerisms and what their interests were, I felt like
1: it was very parallel to Wayne and Garth. Yeah, I mean, you always had those kind of like burnout, kind of stoner guys or whatever they were, like... But even like... Even like, it was sort of like a
0: retro looking back to that, the music of yeah 15 years before, 20 years before. Right, right. Like, even that was big then. I didn't really listen to classic rock until 1992, this time. Okay. In in high school. And I I, I don't know if, I don't know what spun what. I don't know if it was that movie um, and those characters on SNL were such a phenomenon and then it, 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 you know, ignited popular culture towards that or if it was the other way around. I don't know. But... I feel like it, was, it, it felt very familiar. Felt like high school.
1: This is more of like an airplane type naked gun. It has more of those sensibilities hmm. than a traditional like stand-up comedy, Like a tra- traditional like, cut. Tra- yeah, I like, can see that. It's very much like it obviously constantly breaks down uh, every barrier. It's always deconstructing different elements of pop culture that yes. these characters or anyone of that time frame grew up with. Like, you know, you hear Mission Impossible song. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Every time you turn around, they're just basically kind of even how it ends they have three different endings yeah it's basically taking the formula of what we expect for movies and just like ripping it in half and that's all this movie is doing like it's just constantly and it's very self-referential obviously of course and it's the whole movie is very basically like ironic sarcastic breakdown of what we consider to be norm especially at that time or things that we grew up with or things that we recognize it's also
0: prescient like when i was watching them do their show i'm like this is what we're doing now Yes. This is people that, you know, it was, uh, uh, content was controlled by networks, by publishers, by record companies, even then. And it's not, I mean, it, it still is, but it, that's, that's going away. Like it's con- it's people in their basements, people, you know, we're here. Yeah. We are in my basement doing our own content like that. It's do it yourself stuff. Um, I saw it and I was like, holy shit, this, this, this is what we're doing now. Right. This is the world.
1: Yeah, and it shows you, too, what happens when studios or when people kind of, when, <laughs> yeah. you know, money gets involved yeah. and how it can, it can change shit. It can, it can, you know, and obviously, when they made this movie, they were trying to make it more like a music situation. Like, oh, when a band sells out, yeah. they lose their identity to some extent. Yeah. Um, this movie is, uh, w- this movie is, was difficult to make uh, or oh, interesting Jesus. to make. Uh, you had the director, Penelope Spheris, who... Uh, was not super experienced. She was a more of a like, very heavy duty independent film. Sure. Um, Warren Michaels uh produced this, and he chose the director. It wasn't Mike Myers who he chose her, chose her? It was Warren Michaels because she had done um some movies that dealt with hard rockers and that kind of thing in the past. Didn't
0: she do some um like do some filmmaking? F- making for snl too for like the first back season, in the I, 70s so okay. like
1: uh, yeah the first season they had uh, albert brooks make movies and she was a pr- pr- producer on uh, this. okay all so right. there was some sort of but i mean war michaels was everyone so yeah, like he has a kid you, you can do like five degrees of everyone goes back to <laughs> Warren michaels in all of hollywood um but then when they got on on set um you know mike myers had a lot more uh, clout, if you will, like Warren Michaels wasn't there I'm on sure. set every day. Like he obviously saw Davies and stuff, but he's not there on set every right. day. Um, and he was very protective of the character and what, and what this was. This was his character. Wayne is a completely Mike Myers character. Yeah. And obviously Dana Carvey, he got Dana Carvey to, to do it with him, but that was Mike Myers thing. And uh, you know, they had been doing it for three years, almost the day when the movie came out. Interesting. Um, so, you know, they had time to really perfect this. And that's why I think the characters are so strong And the movie works so well because even though there's all this kind of nonsense happening around them, like parody stuff happening around them, those characters are so natural to them by that point.
0: They are. Yeah, you could tell that they're very comfortable in those roles, particularly Garth. I know that people give Garth uh, Dana Carvey shit for that character. I think he plays that character really well. I think it's amazing. I, I think he super commits in the foxy lady yes. scene. I, I'm like, holy shit. The whole uh, thing. The, yes. He, I think
1: he's great in this. He's, I don't think he got too much. I know Roger Ebert did, but very, yeah, few, it was very Ebert. few others it was Ebert. gave him shit. I mean, yeah. I think people, especially now really respect the job he did on that. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's incredible in this. And, and um you know, the thing is like so much stuff happens with Wayne. That is so much more like plot driven or narrative driven. Yeah that you can have Garth be the comic relief. And it's what a great like kind of ace up your sleeve to have Dana Carvey oh available doing this great character. And you can kind of pull him out whenever you need to. And he can, he can deliver a joke or, or make the scene just ridiculous or silly. Um,
0: but you're right with, with, uh, sorry with Myers and, 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 um, and, and Spheris, Spheris. they fought.
1: They did. So they didn't fight initially actually they got along really well at first, because what happened was Spherus is like, listen, uh, we can do a few different takes of the same scene. Cause Myers and, uh, and, and, carvey want to improvise more and yeah. do stuff like that more yeah. so even though you know the, the turners wrote the script kind of with mike but they still wanted to kind of play with some stuff and do some different things and have some they wanted the movie to be weirder and Penelope Spears was okay with that yeah so they started doing like basically like they would do three or four takes in every scene but this movie shoot was only 26 days so the joke around set was jesus uh if you can improvise if you can do what this funny bit you're gonna do in 26 seconds or less we can throw in the movie if yeah. not we Got to keep, we got to move on to the next next thing we're, we're that's here. Super guys. fast, super fast. Um, so she felt, but it was funny because like Spheris felt like this budget was by far the biggest budget she ever dealt with.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I didn't see what the budget was, but um, yeah, it was like, uh, it was, was it in the um, uh, it was, I right, only pull it
1: up, yeah, sure. So that's a good question. Um, it was ridiculously low, it was 20 million dollars, yeah, but to her, it might have been 200 million, like she just wasn't interested right. this, <laughs> right, right. uh, but uh, so um then as it's going on myers is starting to see more and more of the dailies which is uh if you don't know it's like basically like kind of the work they did and you're not really seeing too much editing going on but it's kind of seeing how things are shot and then he's starting to see that the, her in the studio have the same vision which is a much more straightforward comedy kind of less of the weird mm. if you will um actually it's really honestly more like the movie we get this the movie that we we saw is more the spheres version yeah so Myers, like, I wanted it to be, like, even have less, like, more and more non-sequitur, things like that. And um, the studio kept siding with Fierce and by the end of production, they really didn't get along. And when, when Myers finally saw this fierce cut, he was enraged. And he... <sighs> Basically, uh, he, in fact, by that point, then wielded so much clout that he blackballed her from uh, directing Wayne's World I too. know that he, right, she did
0: not get that because of him. I also know they fought because of Bohemian Rhapsody. She did the video, right? Uh, some of the video work for Bohemian Rhapsody, which is splicing parts of Wayne World over uh, the original um, music video from mm-hmm. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. And he was like appalled by that. It is appalling.
1: Yeah. It I, is. I, I know it won the video, but like if I was Mike Myers, I would have been absolutely enraged. Now, I don't yeah. know if he blames Spears for that. I think I actually blamed the studio.
0: I thought he blamed her. And he, he did blame her, but yeah. I don't know if I would have. Hmm, interesting. I mean,
1: someone would have made that video. Like, what's going to happen? He would've.
0: wanted that song in the in the film, too. Right. They wanted like Guns N' Roses they or won, something. Right. And he fought hard for Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. I, um, uh was it freddie mercury had just died like a couple months ago oh, actually maybe no, he we didn't saw know at the time he did so see they it, sent did see the, it. Sent him
1: he, the film had not been completed that's right they sent him the the cut and they're like hey is it possible that we could use this yeah and he's up headbanging freddie mercury such a brilliant businessman yeah. as well as musician yeah. uh we're getting him obviously in a second but yeah, sure. uh you know so so talented but so smart he's like no this is really clever this is really interesting to- yes i totally check this off like, yes like it's a no-brainer
0: but then, at the same token, uh, Mike Myers, like, completely bails on the headbanging portion of it. Did you, did you watch him do it? Yeah. I mean, I know they talked, I read about it, and yeah. they, talk, they talked about it. He did not commit at all in no. the car. He's barely moving his
1: head. What a fucking asshole yeah, for that c- scene. Yeah, he claimed, quote, his neck, or not want to quote, maybe, he claimed, paraphrase, that his neck couldn't move that way. I mean, it's, it's a headbang, does really dude. make any sense. But uh, he was very, by that point, I think, in the shoot, he was just really... So Mike Myers is a very challenging person. we talked about him. I think mean, yes. on the Austin Power show a little bit, how he, he doesn't have a ton of friends in from the SNL crew. It doesn't seem like he has a ton of friends really in show business, honestly. But he
0: was he's, also in between on that cast. Yes. Where right. he's a little bit older. Right. For the, where the he's, new, young, yeah. he's younger
1: than the Carvey yes. Hartman group, yep. but he's older than the Sandler. Yes. Big group. And I always say it's really, it speaks volumes that Adam Sandler has made, you know, dozens of movies is the most, uses his all friends his friends yes. in everything he's yeah. the most generous guy with that especially if he knows someone hasn't not that mike Myers needs money but if someone hasn't worked in a while he'll throw them at, yeah you know, you know i know at one point rachel Dratch think might have been going through a rough time and i know like he bailed her out and also she got bailed out by bridesmaids mm-hmm. not that she was a rough time but just wanted to be on in a major film sure um i know like he constantly keeps throwing like tim meadows like anyone who i guess i'm saying is like the nicest guy ever and then he is also like super charitable with trying to help out his friends.
0: Yeah, I mean even David Spade, like his time has passed, but he's in all like he's in a bunch of uh, Rob Snyder has Rob pissed, pissed off too. a
1: lot of people with political stuff. Yes, Sanders still uses him. Doesn't yes. give a fuck. He right. he's super loyal, he's super kind. Yeah. I'm not saying his movies are all the greatest things in the world, but regardless of that, he uses his friends. They've never made a movie together, right? No,
0: I don't. Not that I know of. Like I don't. I think, can't think of him. Yeah,
1: like that says a lot. Yeah, and um, so I think a big reason why because Sandler is Team Carvey, even though they weren't on this, they weren't in the same cast very long Did together. Did they fight? Myers and Carvey fought?
0: Oh, yeah. Fuck.
1: So after this comes out, um, uh, I'm sorry, it was, after, no, it was during Wayne's World 2, mm. they were fighting on set. And then the final nail in the coffin, well, although the coffin gets reopened eventually, but the final nail in the coffin, at least for that point uh, in the 90s, was uh, Carvey always said that... Um, the villain in a movie should have a Warren Michael's voice. Okay. Okay. So then Myers rips that off and has the villain Austin Powers, Dr. Evil. Oh yeah. It's basically oh, Warren, Warren Michaels. Michael's. Yeah. And it was completely Carby's idea. Oh. And Carvey's just like, you never even asked me, like you just stole my idea. You never like just run it by me. At least like, to, yeah, but because they had fought in Wayne's world 2, They didn't really have a they relationship. But they talking. could talk. And until like 2012, I think they were like not on speaking uh. terms. They patched things up. And they did like they did an SNL bit, like where they basically reprised their characters. I think I think it was, was in the fortieth or
0: it's not the fortiet was don't the think anniversary. The one, I think
1: it also was the fortieth as well, but also was the um they also did like a show together. Like they had I, I see. think it was Carvey was hosting that time but they had a they, they did a live open with the yep. Witch World. Yep. They did it. But like and I think even just they just did a Super Bowl commercial this past year, right? Oh, I don't know. So um they you know, they've reprised it a few times, but um they didn't talk. And and it's still it still seems like icy between them. Yeah. Like and I think there was a lot. So when Myers did that, you know, everyone loves Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey was he really, like, he
0: seems like a great guy. Carvey I don't know.
1: did Myers a huge favor. So Myers is a younger guy, a younger cast member. Yes. And he's like, Hey, I know you're like the, he was the, I mean, he was the biggest name on that cast. I know it doesn't, I know Phil Hartman, but Dana Carvey's impressions of church lady. Yep. Uh, uh, President Bush. Yeah. Like, if the, you know, when Myers like first year, Dana Carvey was like gold. Yeah. You know, like he was like a really MVP of that season. He's like, hey, I know I really I have this idea at Wayne's World. I know it might not get on air, but if you come on and play this part, we have a good chance. Right. And Carvey did it. He helped a young kid out. And what happened was the very first time it was on, it was the it was a Leslie Nielsen hosted episode. It's the last sketch in that like now. You know how SNL was kind of throws the garbage at the end of the show? Yes, yes. It was the very I remember watching it live. Like the very last one. I remember thinking, this gets this amazing. And it got a lot of buzz. Yeah. And then eventually, obviously you know, then eventually got a point where it was like a lot, every other episode was live oh, open World, was yeah. Wayne's World. Right. But the very first, but it only even got that last spot because it had Dana Carvey in yeah. it. So like, if it wasn't for Dana Carvey, like, there's a good chance Wayne's World like might not exist or would have been a different formation or would have been something totally different. And like, Dana Carvey always felt like Myers never really gave him like any respect. And then like when they're doing Wayne's world too, Carvey's like, I have some ideas. And Myers is just like,
0: I'm the big star. And that sucks. If yeah. you're like, if you were helped out by, I would never forget that. That sucks.
1: Yeah. He would not. I mean, what would his career be if, if Wayne's world I mean, didn't go still, on? I mean, he's still, I mean, he's like, he's a talented guy. I think we, I think sometimes we, I don't know if we overvalue Mike Myers a little bit as a society because like he obviously iconic roles, Austin powers. And yeah, uh, and, this, and yeah. you know, like, and. Uh, you know, he's done, he's done, you know, kind of say cat in the hat. I don't say no, But like, and obviously, voice is Shrek. Sure. But like, at some point, though, like, his, I know he kind of stopped working, too, but like, he's not, there's not a lot. No. His film library is very small. It really is. You no, know, obviously, he had a small part in Glorious Bastards. I don't really count that as much. So I married Knack's murderer. Right, which then happened when he was still a normal guy. He's still an SNL, I believe, when yeah. he did that. Um, so, like, yeah, there's some things where he But was there's like, not that much. No. I mean,
0: but the Shrek, how many Shrek movies were there? Like, four? Like,
1: I don't, even count those
0: No I know but it's still I guess yeah cuz you mean, don't they, even I see mean, your the, face. the paychecks count <laughs> yeah, But but they don't even see your face I it's hard to even
1: remember t- I mean you remember it's him but it's right. but you don't necessarily associate that when character the last time we saw face. him do like a live you know obviously we've seen him do some live back I don't mean it like that but I know he had he had like a bit part in Bohemian Rhapsody He does have a film coming up That's right. He's in the new um I don't know is it, is it the PT Anderson movie coming out or is it I don't know. Yeah he's got he's got a role coming out like this year. So I'm actually really curious to see that.
0: He's like a Tarantino resurgence character or something.
1: He needs some. He needs yeah. something. Um, but, but
0: now he's like he was in his fifties. So like
1: I don't know he did. He did like um like the Gong Show. Like he played uh, a carrot Like he wouldn't yeah. say it was him in it. Yeah. Like he hosted it, but he wasn't the host. It was some other like yeah. pseudonym. And he wore all this makeup. And yeah, that's he right. got really into like he. I think he's just really self. I don't know if self conscious. Doesn't want to be himself. It's a really weird thing. And he's a really and he's also just like we talked about with Chevy Chase. Yep. He's Mike Myers is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Now he's not like a drunk rude person like Chevy Chase but he's a power hungry guy. Yeah. And he's really challenging to deal with. Like when it comes to if you just pop in, do it like a scene with him, great. But if you have any sort of like partnership with him doing It does not yeah, work. It never works out. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to work he out. He really is the anti-Sandler.
0: And the crazy thing is like he plays such warm characters always. Yeah. And
1: so you know what I mean? So you kind of expect him to be that guy, but he's just not. No. And uh, Right, and he, like Wayne. Wayne is right. Wayne, Wayne is so warm. Yeah, and, or Austin
0: Powers is too. Yeah,
1: and yeah. Wayne especially doesn't really. It's so funny. Wayne is so anti-Mike Myers. Wayne doesn't care about um, power, money, corporations, Yeah, and it seems anything. like like Mike Myers seems to care a lot about that. I mean, or, or you know, obviously he also chose not to do certain films, but then he, you know, he took time off. I guess for, to do whatever he wants, which I, I totally respect and understand, and yeah. great. But then he'll also just do things that like he'll do like nine Shrek's or like a bunch of Austin powers. It's like, oh, all mm, right. Like what yeah. is a cat in the hat? Like, yeah. what, you know, eh. yeah. he's an interesting guy. He's one. I wish someone would, I, I wish there was like a real, I, no one's written that like behind, like I'd love to see like a that biography of him.
0: it will probably happen at some point. I mean, he was, he
1: was a, like I mean, a, he was important like, in the culture, like an oral history where people weren't afraid to speak out about him. I'd yeah. love like to see something like that. I think there is still some like trepidation. Like, Oh, I don't want to piss this guy off. So, there is some, you know, but he he's a he's one of the most difficult, challenging SNL stars ever. Yeah, and you know you you don't really see it here, but then you have watched the deterioration of Spheres. You obviously the Carby stuff, and it's like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah. Um. But I. But in his defense, I also would have been really against about the Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's like it's like
1: oh, it's like you see you know Freddie Mercury singing his heart out. You have some really amazing shots of them, and then you have like it cuts to like Mike Myers in a bra. You know, doing Wayne. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? And he's yeah. like, and he's like, excellent. It's yes. like, what, what are we doing? Wow.
0: So weird. He, his uh, quote was, it's like pissing on a Picasso. I agree, I agree. entirely. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: seemed that he's way. He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Um, he's a smart guy. One thing I will say that about him he's brilliant. He seems like a smart guy. He's really smart. Yeah. And like, maybe too smart. That could be it. Yeah. Um, other stuff. Sure. Uh, I
0: love that Tia Carrera sang all that stuff. Yeah. She's got a great voice. She's super pretty. Yes. Like she just jumps off the screen yes. and it's too bad. She, I mean, I know, I think I seem to remember, I could be wrong that, that she tried like music career after that and it
1: didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I think so. Which is too bad. She's not, she's not a good actress either. I mean, no, not, a, no, but Her, she, but she's like, she really does pop in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And actually, I don't
0: think she's bad. I don't think she's a she's a bad actress. She's okay, she's, no, she's fine. Especially she with him when they have their their moments. Yeah, she's
1: okay. It's all right. It's
0: fine. I think she's good. I also really like Stacy's character too.
1: Oh well, um, oh my god, oh what's her name? Um, it's uh, uh she's in the practice. Oh, Laura from Boyle. Laura from uh, Boyle. Yeah. Sure, well, she's a legit, like, she's a legit like talented actress. Yeah, like she's actually really good. She's in the practice. She's been in a few of these people like independent films in the nineties. Um, she. I don't, I don't love the how the characters written, and I just think she's like almost like too Oh my god,
0: I love her line that when he's like, I broke, we broke up a-, a month ago or two months ago, and she says that doesn't mean we can't
1: go out. Right, that's right. <laughs> I love that. But then he buys her. Then she, like, she's obsessed with him. It doesn't. Know yes. what He likes though. She buys him a gun rack. He, is, she's, she's, she's crazy. I know, but if she's obsessed with him, she should have bought something that he. Like that doesn't make sense. I love
0: her. I love when she hits the car. I, I just too. love very
1: it. funny, and I think, she, but I almost think she's like too pretty for the role.
0: She's super pretty. That's the other thing. I was like, oh my god, this this chick's hot. Like, like what Laura, are you doing?
1: Yeah, like from boy was like beautiful. Yeah, and he was still like dressing her down. she's like, <laughs> Yes, she dated Jack Nicholson for a while in the nineties. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like, she's re- she's really she's pretty. really pretty. Um, the one of the best things about this movie is Rob Lowe. Oh, he's great it's too. His first time doing a comedy. Obviously, by now, especially if you're younger, you maybe only known from comedies Parks and Rec. And uh, and things like that. Well, Even,
0: West Wing. I mean, he was West Wing. He's he great. Sure, in. Wasn't
1: in it very long, but obviously was oh, three very three seasons. I think it was a three. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it's oh, not yeah, super yeah. long, but right. yeah. No. He, but, but he's
0: great in it. He's yeah. really good.
1: But from a comedic perspective, though, you see it in Parks and Rec. You can yeah. see how funny this guy can he is be. Funny. But when he's in Wayne's World, people really only knew him from like Samo's Fire and more you know dramas from the 80s the brad pack stuff yeah right um, and
0: probably know his drug history he had he had some problems then you know in his early youth got cleaned up and had a good career afterwards
1: yeah and he's a really he's an interesting fun smart guy yes but to smart. have him do a comedy at the time people were like wait rob blows in this and then he's hysterical he is He's perfect he's, he's great he, he embraces being a villain it's really funny
0: that's the thing. Every there, is there anybody bad? I mean, I like even Ed O'Neill in here as the crazy. This is so funny. So funny. Like, this diner, you know, owner murderer. murderer. Yes, evil. has yes.
1: strange. He's so good. Uh, no, I mean everyone. The, the movie's is casted brilliantly. Yeah, Um. every even like, you know, they're you know, they, the goofy guys in their crew, like those stoner metal guys. They're <laughs> yes. all perfect. like Everyone's everyone's really goodness. I love the
0: story. They go in, they pick, you know, they stop Bohemian Rhapsody, They pull over to the side of the road. They get the, the drunk guy yeah. with his mullet, bring him in the car and he's like almost puking. But then he, of course, he starts to get into it at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody hit, you know, feigning, but hitting the high note. Right. Uh The the Taylor note, uh, the drummer for for Queen. It's just so good. That scene's so great.
1: And it pays off at the end uh, in the middle of the, they go and visit them. You know, he's the auto mechanic. he's like, I had a really great, and he, he didn't have any recollection that he was at this club with them. They're like we know we were there with you. He's like, yeah, yeah, but here's what happened. It, it, that stuff is great. Like, so it, a lot of the jokes do pay off later on, or a lot of the non sequiturs are, um, are just incredibly fun. Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. The non sequitur of, uh, Rob Lowe and Dana care, uh, Dana Carvey. He's building this robot Wait, from- hand and he's like, Garth, you know, Garth, we we haven't really gotten a chance to talk, and he's like, "Okay, yeah." He's like, "We fear change." We fear change. It hits it with a hammer. It's just so random, out, out of out nowhere,
1: so that's, and that's like, all right, So some of this stuff it doesn't pay off again at all in the movie. It's just just weird and bizarre. And the other things, like you know, you see they have one quick thing with the old guy at the diner, like, "Oh, you you run the carnival," and, right, the, and you, right, later then later on, you know, just like in Scooby Doo, the most random person's the bad guy. So stuff like that is really funny. It's it, it, I love, I do love how it just constantly breaks down those walls. And there's barriers of kind of what you expect to see in a movie. And, the, you know, this is exactly why a lot of the other SNL movies don't work. Like the rest of the, like, you know, we saw blues brothers, which eh, isn't great, but some of them are just outright like, bad. Like Cone heads yeah. is a bad movie. It like, is a terrible movie. Yeah, Like, the, you know, Stuart Smalley saves the world is like a terrible like, movie. Like there's no way I would have ever seen. It. I, c- I couldn't. It's, I c- yeah. I c- like these movies, a lot of movies are just absolutely horrible.
0: Uh, um, Molly Shannon
1: had one too. Um, the superstar. superstar. I see that. Oh, I saw it. It's not good. Not good. Like, the problem is I think they try to keep it, like, yes, the character is fine, but you need to have more. So what SNL, what uh, Wayne's World did was like, oh, we're going to have it basically be like a, a, a deconstruction of pop culture yep. uh, and deconstruction of movies in general. And that works with these characters kind of anchoring it. But you can't just, like, no one wants to watch like 95 minutes of, like, you know, Stuart Small just walking or around.
0: Molly Shannon touching her pits and smelling it. Like, we're not, we like don't need to Like, that's not do that. enough. There's no. a reason it's a
1: five-minute sketch. Yes. So you need to have more, And and this is just... So, crafted so well that it it allows for more, and it ha- yeah, and the, yeah. and the more never gets tired. I wasn't the whole time. I'm like I en- I was enjoying this ride because yeah. the the deconstruction was done so well. This is a really well made movie. I mean, is it at, is it a work of art? No, no,
0: no. but it's a it, it is a It's a good comedy, and it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great comedy. It's, it's, really it's a fun. great
1: comedy. So if it's a great comedy, I can't give it a B- I, to my I because. It's 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 one of the most quotable movies. So yeah, certainly ever for right. maybe right. that speaks to our generation. And maybe I'm also looking at this from a nostalgic point of view because I saw this when I was uh, twelve. Yeah. Right, so like this is like an ideal movie for a twelve year old. Right, so I'm probably have I have Gen X blinders on with this, and plus it speaks to my generation. It does. This is it's a movie for Gen X. It is. So if I'm twenty two. Am I going to enjoy Wayne's World as much as I? You know, I. I oh no, I no, no! Because the stuff, his it's mannerism stuff, will annoy
0: the fuck out of you. Probably. I don't know. I, 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 well, if you're 22, you're going to be like, these are my parents who do these things, and maybe not, not I'm cool. curious
1: if you are younger, you know, you know, 25 or younger, and you do you have seen Wayne's World, or even if you're 30 younger, you see Wayne's World. Like, what do you think about? Is it funny to you? Is it not? Is it like hysterically funny or is it like mild? I'm curious. Yeah. I found it
0: interesting that they this was the first SNL skit turned movie since Blues Brothers. That's a long
1: time. I agree, too, because Blues Brothers made a lot of money. Right. You it sounded like that was a flop. So I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. And um, remember, we talked about this uh, before, I think, in the Blues Brothers, which is the Patreon episode. But yep. uh, the Blues Brothers episode, you know, 1980 is when everyone, uh, Ackroyd and Berushi left in 79. Yep. But the rest of that cast, including Warren Michaels, left SNL in 1980. Uh, Warren Michaels then went did some production stuff. He actually ended up uh, producing Three Amigos or getting Three Amigos ready to go. Around the same time that he came back to SNL in, I believe, 85 or 86. He was gone that long? Yeah. Uh, first, it was um, uh, a woman, uh, one of Woody Allen's friends took yeah. over for a year, and then Dick Ebersole, uh took over for, I, believe, yes, I, I thought four, it was four only, seasons.
0: I didn't know that that was that long.
1: Yeah. Without so, like, Lauren. the entire Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy never had Lauren Michaels as a producer. Oh, wow. Joe Piscopo never had Lauren Michaels, huh. uh, yeah. Michaels as a producer. Drew Louis-Dreyfus, same thing, never had Lauren Michaels as a producer. And then Lauren Michaels came in, and I want to say the 85, 86 season. Uh, I know uh, Three Migos didn't come out until like 86, 87, but he was working on getting that movie kind of getting made. Yeah. You know, producers' uh, job takes place a lot before the movie starts, you know, because they're trying to get funding or trying right. to get stuff done. So yeah. um, he he was like looking to go into that route. And then uh, Eversol had that last season with Martin Short. Yeah. Um, and and those guys, I remember they kind of brought in that, like that those older guys, that one season, he had Billy Crystal. Yes. And uh, that was going to be like kind of the swan song of SNL. And then Warren... Yeah, the ratings were good enough where NBC kept it, but then Ebersole was out the door and then Michaels came back. Uh, so I think what happened was because there's such a gap there, SNL wasn't really on the focus point of Michaels and the ratings were bad enough where a movie didn't make sense. Eddie Murphy probably would have oh, been someone, of course. but he was doing other movies. Yeah, he was. He was also trying to branch out. Yeah. You know, you're not going to make a major film probably with the like Joe Piscopo. And I'm not knocking Piscopo Pisco actually is better than SNL. People can give him credit for. He's good. But he's an impressionist. You're yeah. not gonna. There weren't a lot of like creative new characters coming out of SNL, because also you had a whole year and a half, two years where Eddie Murphy was in every sketch. And sorry, right. so, but then he's gonna go do 48 Hours, Red Hills Cop. And, yeah, he's and not gonna do right. He's, he's, he's a real it. movie star. Yes. So you know, were there? A, you know, there weren't really creative characters again until Michael. after '85, the right, yeah. and you started. Yeah. So there wasn't. Who would you have done a movie with? You think about it, it's like, oh, there's not really a lot there in the '80s. I guess not that you would have done a movie until with.
0: this cast, basically. Right. Yeah.
1: Now, I am a little surprised. Maybe you could say, oh, like, I'm surprised there wasn't, like, a Canteen Boy movie. We saw that with Waterboy. We eventually kind of get it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you look at some of these characters, like, but, I mean, what happened was, like, Sandler, Farley, Spade, some of these guys became movie stars pretty quick. And they're like, well, I'm not going to then regress back and do an SNL sketch movie. Right. So you have to kind of catch people at the right time. I guess so. Um, Will Farrell Oh, they did MacGruber, right? That's with uh, Will Forte. I haven't seen that. That was two thousands, right? That and they did that a Night one, the Roxbury movie. That's with Chris Catan, right? Not good. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen that. Not good. Um. Oh, they. Yeah. Did they do another one? With, I think they tried two with Catan. They tried two with him. Two movies. I think so. Well, that's the kind of right. That's the problem too. So the only guys that are going to agree to do a movie like that are going to be probably your lesser like Julia Sweeney or like, you know, your lesser known right people. So it's like all right. So now you're getting kind of like a B level character. I know if there's a while they were, they were trying to do a Sprockets movie with Mike Myers, it just never worked. And then something that happens yeah. too is like, all right, like it just kind of. What do you do with Sprockets? They fucking he dances. I know they also want to do a Hans and Franz movie for a while too. Oh, I know they were trying to do that. That with fell Carvey. apart. Yeah. So like that's I mean that's the thing too is like a lot of movies you know when a movie gets made there's like a dozen of movies that just were in production or or in or very early stages of discussions rather yep. that never even see production. Yep. So you know, you know that's what happens. You throw a lot of SNL sketches, maybe in that funnel, but only a couple. But then out.
0: right after that, it like it opened the floodgates. I mean, we've had you know a de- you know, for the next decade. There it were It did, tons but of then them. the
1: floodgates have closed. Yeah, um, true. I think since two thousand whatever, say the last say the last fifteen years, the only one we've seen is MacGruber bombed. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I know those floodgates have kind of. You think like someone like a Kate McKinnon would be an ideal person to do um, a Let's movie a with? Forward. And SNL ratings. I know people blast it. I agree. The show's not as funny as it used to be. I agree. Ratings have never been never been higher compared to what's around it. Think last year, non-sports. Yep. SNL was the number one show on TV, which is wild. Yeah. Like that, like even when SNL, when we were growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, it wasn't touching Cosby show ratings. Oh, no. It wasn't touching ER, no, Frank no, no, Seinfeld. No. Like it did well, but it wasn't like that. Like it was the number one show in the country which is insane so i mean snl's never been strong because you
0: before. can't do snl maybe they will but you're not doing snl on stream on streaming is why right all the best stuff is on streaming now pretty much
1: i, I and the other thing too is live which is exciting so yeah you don't dvr snl you yeah, can watch it live right. yeah. no and it also has the value where it has a viral component where it does it, it can have sketches that you know so i know a lot of people get up in the morning, they watch the three best sketches and go out their day but that still helps keep the show water cooler viable like people still are talking about snl sure. on monday mornings even if maybe they just watched a couple of sketches streaming so it's just, and you know they have different it's just such a vibrant show with the guests and the musical guests and everything else that it's really relevant and it's
0: not right it's a totally a sign of the times too because everything topical is going to be right then that week like happening now like um, snl
1: i know i've seen people knock it and I'm i'm the first one to say the quality isn't there but it is incredibly relevant and it's incredibly powerful still so maybe you will see that I'm thinking like something like Keenan Thompson. Like, why doesn't that guy do yeah, a I don't movie? Know. But, but then again, like what character would he do? Like, I don't, you know, we haven't seen a lot of really innovative, creative characters come out of SNL. So I don't know. I, don't know. I know you, it was, that, have,
0: it was like that decade was the, was, you know, from ninety right, two to 2000. Because they were right? trying
1: to feed off, you know, and of course the second biggest hit that come out of, uh, other than Boos brothers, um, SNL sketches was world two oh, of course yeah yeah so yeah. You, yeah. no, they couldn't capture the magic Like no. no one could do it so and that movie was a, was i'd say a bomb But that movie didn't do well so maybe we'll run into it but that movie yeah that movie was, i
0: don't remember i i think, I think it made like 50 it million it was yeah. a disappointment yeah. you know it was made
1: 180 yeah you know so like the, you know i know that's worldwide but no made, but that's still it made like 100 I mean, domestic like this movie made a shitload of money
0: yeah so and then it had a huge run after that on cable
1: and shit i'm sure yeah, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's one of the biggest comedies in the 90s right no doubt yeah uh yeah, I I do love this movie. Uh, this is a very very, this is an A minus movie. I'm gonna st- I'm sticking with that. I wanted to ask you one yeah. thing. There was one weird section. One weird section. No,
0: Some one weird, weird section. Like, it was almost like it happened so fast where uh Mike Myers' character, so uh, Wayne is going to um to try to hit on um
1: the dream girl. No, oh, Wayne. Oh, is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. T.
0: What uh, Carreras. So yes. What's her name? In the Cassandra. Yep. And he like she beats someone up and he says like he makes a kung fu joke. Yes. And then like catches himself. I thought that was so weird that like he sort of puts his foot in his mouth with a yeah. slightly racist joke almost, but I, I it was strange.
1: it was a very strange moment. That there was no like humor there either. It was very I didn't weird. Think you were showing that he was nervous me yeah they're trying to show that he is like in and out of his league with this woman and he tells a bad joke but then also wanted to show that she was cool enough to like not so, care about so that it bl- yeah so it has to it's not only just the you know the protagonist's quote but it's also how the other person how she reacts, reacts to he, it, it was that's in, gonna make us like her yeah if she's like oh he told it a corny joke but whatever it also makes him seem more human it would never be that short
0: now if someone did that that would be like a half hour fucking topic in a movie now you know what I mean? Like they would just, they, they would deconstruct that in a way different way. That, that is yeah,
1: like, a, right. Yeah. It would they, be
0: like this whole message hammer attached to it where there wasn't he does a,
1: another joke too. He says like, what are they going to restaurants? is a cream of some, Oh, some guy is Rob Lowe is ordering. And it's a cream of some young guy, which is improvised by Myers, <laughs> yes. uh, in the moment. And, um, right. And that, that, you know, probably wouldn't fly today.
0: I guess not. Yeah. Well, I did like the Cantonese, uh, scene where they're talking to the uh, they're speaking to each other in, in Chinese. And, uh, and then at the subtitles, or they stop, and the subtitles yes. keeps going. So this is very funny. I and like
1: of course, that. the one of my favorite quotes of all time is it, was it guard <laughs> or Dick Van Patton who once said like that to be oh, so yeah, great. I, like, yeah, yeah. To mix those two up is fantastic. <laughs> uh, one thing about the Bohemian Rhapsody scene too. Uh, so this is kind of I'm always team team Carvey for sure. Yeah, I don't really understand this thing. But so you know how like it clips it, near the end of it, it clips to Garth. He doesn't really know the words. I guess I didn't at the end notice. of that scene, he's like, it's like." nothing really matters. Anyone can see it. It clips over to Carvey and he's like singing something entirely different. He's like, I guess I didn't notice. But you can tell he doesn't know the words. What happened was Dana Carvey didn't know the words. Oh my God. He didn't take the time to even learn the song. And it's like, that's crazy. Which is weird. You're filming, like you memorized all your lines. But it's also
0: weird. Like he didn't
1: know the words to be in Rhapsody. Well,
0: it's different now. I mean, it, I def- know, you know, it hit number right. nine on the Hot 100, right. but that was in 1975.
1: But he also grew up; like he would have been that age,
0: though. I wonder how much. Of, I I feel like it had a bigger impact this run than it did that run in the 90s. I'm it sure did in the he 70s. did, but he was
1: like, "Wait, well, you got to feel like 19 or something, 20s? Something, yeah, I know. He like, known it. it. wasn't like we're asking this guy to know like a, a recent pop hit or something that's from before he was born. That's true. Like he would have been the ideal age. I think so, but I don't. Not a queen fan apparently. I, it's yeah, just strange to me.
0: Yeah, he should. Have, he should. He should know the words. I didn't notice it. Yeah, I, I think I was looking at the. I don't know who I was looking at. I was probably looking at. No, uh, so there's a, a close-up
1: of him, and I think Penelope Fierce did it to fuck to be like fuck you to him, a little bit. I wonder. To like, Dana Carvey. Well, a it's funny because it looks like Garth doesn't know the words. Yeah, but I think it's like yeah, you but that's
0: out of character for him. He doesn't. I know shit.
1: I know. Like he's, he's a super very smart, smart guy. And Carvey. You know, Garth is supposed to be, Carvey's like basically off of his brother. His brother's like a mad scientist kind of guy, a super brilliant guy. Right. So when Carvey's doing Garth, I know Garth is awkward and does some silly, goofy stuff. Right. But he's also like brilliant. Super smart. Yeah. So like, right. So it is out of character. And I, I really, that's why I really think it's Spheres saying fuck you to Carvey. Oh, Spheris. But Spheres and Carvey, I think, end up getting along after Wayne's World came out because um, Spheres and Myers hit each other so much. But they've all the last 10 years, they've all become friends again. So hooray friendship or, or not friends. It's probably not. It's all. Yeah, but at the least they're talking. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. At least they can be seen in public together. I guess yeah. it's probably the clearer <laughs> way to say it.
0: Time moves on and you, you know, you rekindle.
1: Yeah. I mean will happened to it, us too. We'll
0: have a terrible split at the end so. of the show. And then, you know, 10 years later, our wives will get us back together. Yeah, and we'll
1: yeah, we'll be, do be, a be, reunion. Good. I'll move back.
0: Craig will be producing the show. <laughs> me, me, and Ted Sellers talking movies sound a lot worse than it does right now. And uh, there you go; <laughs> show be a lot funnier. <laughs> Bastard. That's right. You're such a Craig guy now. I don't get this oh, yeah, pumping big- Greg <laughs> Craig's tires. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I guess. Yeah, yeah nice. I know. Oh, I, we had a good lunch in uh, Madawaska.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it no, he's a nice guy. I really like Craig. He's a really know. nice guy. Don't no, I he's do. So, Yeah, I, I, super like, nice guy. That's
1: the Like, how can like Craig? Uh, Craig does very good show. If you're, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a fun, uh, fun show that he, he also does. Blind Mike, Blind Project. Mike show, right? Um, very good with Blind Mike. He's so good with Mike. Like even in yeah. like, even when we were at lunch in Madawaska, like he couldn't have been cooler with Mike. Yeah, like, and just like, and just funny. I say cool, but like just like they vibe with each other so well. It has they such a funny dynamic. Yeah. Um, and blind my, my project is so, is so good. I think obviously Mike's great, but having Craig there, like it really, really loosens helps, Mike yeah. up and like, you can't help it in a good mood around Craig. <laughs> He's just so goofy and He's very good funny. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, so, but, but Craig's great, but, but Matt Carano is great as well. well you, you don't need to, uh, like, I mean, that's a, fine. A great, I know. I, great yeah, man. Okay. I, mean, I mean, yeah, I you
0: know. know. Let's, you, you, let's not, let's not
1: do this. <laughs> I mean that with all sincerity, <laughs> right? Uh, anything else with this movie? uh it's not gonna make my top 20 no um, way um but it's actually just out of my top my personal top 100 but Wait, by the way when we say top 20 i mean like top 20 quantity. movies right, yeah. uh it's not gonna but it's just a miss for my top 100 like personal movies that's pretty good yeah it is yeah i really think highly of this film It's really good but it is a time capsule um of i said gen x stuff so i do wonder if you're not gen x if you would appreciate it as much might not yeah,
0: I think this is kind of a sign of a time. It's like a ten-year window where you would really get this. But
1: don't watch reality bites. Don't watch singles. Those are like kind of over dramatic with some stuff and like and I kind of. No, this is fun. I don't get me wrong. Really, bites. Is, reality bites is a fine movie. But if you really want to have an entertaining look at how it was, Wayne's World.
0: Two tours is back. Woohoo! Two tours is back. Yes. I mean, they've been with us been for with this us. month, yes. but uh, but we like two tours, as you all know. We love um, two tours. Yeah, we yeah we really do. Um. And, uh, I mean, two tours is part of your life.
1: You it know, is. I love the gummies. Almost
0: like a, maybe, I don't know if it's a daily basis, but it's very often. That I two tours is Port- part of your life.
1: I was in Portland. Uh, we got a place in South Portland uh, last weekend. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> <Fancy>. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on the water. Like, <laughs> know, we, know, it's not in the city. It's right near the beach. So um, we, we, uh, I was there and I definitely, I definitely had had some gummies. Um, Did you share
0: with the, the in-laws? No, I, well,
1: I had him. I had just enough for me. Yeah, so I, okay, yeah. um, I wouldn't but, share either. Fuck it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Get your own. Yeah. Um, Tutors.com. I, I do know, enjoy that. Or QW. Promo code QW. Right. 10% off. It's free shipping. Free shipping.
0: Yeah. Nice. We know. But,
1: uh, but yeah, no, don't share. Get your own. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, if you want to let someone try one, then that's fine. Barbara wants to try one actually. And she's like. Can you just get Chris a stick? Can you have just Chris leave me? I'm like, no, we'll just we'll just order them. It's fine. We'll just order them. chris yes. got a stash. I don't I I know what'll happen if I try to get in the way, you know, between the man out. and the and the I, would, and I wouldn't the, even share him with my
1: family. I'm not gonna share him with you. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah, that's you that's oh, Barbara's really nice though. Barbara's, he, Barbara's very nice. There's <laughs> great art too.
0: Great art, yes. But uh so I need to order some too so they can.
1: <laughs> yes, get on that. Know, and if you're listening get on that, I mean you can't I mean, it gets thrown at your house, it's easier than that. Nothing easier than that. And obviously, they have sugar, they have droplets, they have soft. Yep. they have uh, mm-hmm. CBD stuff uh, for dogs, I think too. So they have a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. So go to the website, check it out.
0: I guess I didn't know about the canine. Is one of the new? Like
1: they've added so much stuff to their website. Jesus. Um, they've added like cartridges too. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, we are not we are not much vapors, about that. But, uh, yeah, right. But if you're into that, they yeah. yeah, they've really like honestly since they've been with us, they've like I feel like they doubled or tripled their product line. Yes, it's wild. And, and opened then,
0: up a uh, location.
1: Yeah, know. in Tennessee, right? yep I mean there you go. Two Tours dot com.
0: Code word QW, get 10% off free shipping. Do it now. rhapsody of course by queen um we i hope we do hit more queen we should get some in the 80s that's I would what i'm think. thinking uh there's some really good i mean queen's good in the 70s and in the 80s there's a ton of good stuff There, are you know 300 million albums sold you know very iconic band people know who queen are is were um this song so i it's it's overplayed for me because I just know the shit like I, I know it so well, Completely agree. Um, but I didn't really know Queen much before Wayne's
1: World. Me, uh, no, around this time. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah. And then, um, as I said, I wasn't really listening to like classic rock or older rock stuff until right in the beginning of high school. And it's kind of when all my friends got into it, too. We were listening to like contemporary, I don't know if this is a rite of passage, but you sort of, I listened to a lot of folk stuff when I was really young and then it was all top 40 for a while, you know, sure. Casey Kasem and yeah, yeah. Shit, Rick D's until, uh, and until right in the beginning of uh high school. And then you start to have some agency. You're not listening to your parents stuff. You don't have to listen to the radio anymore. You have some money. You can go buy your own CDs and then, you know, culturally your friends are kind of doing the same thing and, and we start to explore older stuff. So this was kind of the beginning of queen for me it was Wayne's world. Me too. Um, and probably, I mean, I'd probably heard Under Pressure. I'd probably heard some of the radio right. stuff before, but. We it, were rocky. Somebody,
1: you hear that? Yes. WRA.
0: Oh, yeah, we were rocky. I, every That's sporting I mean. event. I mean. ever. But like, to
1: actually, it goes into their song. Yes. Like it's, it was wrong this time for me, too.
0: So it's a six minute song. It was very, like, their record company's like, you're never going to get any airplay with this. I would have said the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so weird. There's no chorus. So weird. It's just, it's like five different sections. The first and the last section are kind of the same, but. Um, five different sections. There's no chorus. It's not. There's no like hook. It's just this, this like symphonic piece it's in in different styles, as you know. Like you got the the operatic stuff, a little vaude, vaudevillian kind of. You got the the rock, which is what we just played. A crazy, amazing guitar solo, and uh, just it just it's I. It's one of those things that you just. How did this get played? And, it and did. Freddie Mercury anchors the whole thing. He does. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 he does. Um, we'll talk about some of the technical stuff, the technical achievements in a moment. But I just, it's just one of those, and it ended up being their most um, played, most successful song ever. It's cool. It sold 10, 12 million copies, um, nominated for Grammy, all that stuff. And, and having, it only hit nine on the Hot 100, the first
1: go-around. And it hit number two this go-around, this week. Um, and here we are again. Yeah, I mean, this song is like Matt said I probably heard it too much. Like, so I listened to the album actually on my way down to yeah go, to. Uh, Night of the from, Opera is the is the album, right? Now the Opera this, this in nineteen seventy five came out, and I listened to that from my drive from Portland to uh, Kirk Studio uh, that morning. And um, it, the album is, is uh, like any album. There's a lot of misses, uh, but you know it's not. But Boney Raps is a great song. Love this song. It really Amazing is. song. Uh, but my favorite song on this album is. Um, uh, you're my best friend oh it's a
0: beautiful song that's a great one
1: and it's, a lot of it too is because I've also heard it less like I think if I had never heard these songs before you got that one, one. that
0: beautiful Rhodes piano so good
1: sick i could hear that all day yeah it's a beautiful song um that is um, I, I like i don't know I, I really 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 love that song me too um so i like that one more than this but I, it's not really fair to behemian rhapsody because i just have also heard behemian rhapsody more. so it's just everywhere after
0: this movie came after wayne's world came out it was everywhere yeah. you saw it on mtv all over the place like it was just played because you could play it on pop it was a, obviously you know hot 100 like top 40 so rock classic rock it was on every single station just not the country station but like right. a huge crossover and it works on all of them too so it was just everywhere i mean i knew all the you know i, I know all the words i didn't have to listen to it really this time i listened to you know once. i was to
1: it a lot just because i just really wanted to hope we hear something new like and so i watched both videos yeah, yeah and i i just wanted to see something new but honestly it didn't i didn't really hear anything new to be honest with you i kind of probably wasted my time yeah um uh, but I will say, this, so like, so this song's great. It's not going to be my favorite song. I'm sick. I'm sticking with aha. Take on me still. Oh, and, uh, but if I had, if it had been 1992 and I had never really heard this song before, yeah. I might have a different answer, but yep. I can only go by what I feel. Now, if you're my best friend was the song we did this week, that would probably, or that would be number one. You think instead so? of take think on so? Really? Me. I, it's close. It would be, it would be really, I'd be, i have to really think about it where this is still a top five song that we've covered for me for sure. I, I would think, um, Bring Your is such an amazing song. I just, it's just played, it's overplayed, but it's I will just, say- Yeah, we've just heard it so many times. I mean, Queen, for me, is one of my 10 favorite bands. Yeah, um, I think there's stuff kind of, after 80, uh, 84, it gets, uh, it gets a little rough. I was listening to some of the older stuff today, yeah. or the newer, whatever, newer Queen today. Yep. It's like, uh, kinda, cause I'm like, oh, I hope we run into these guys again. But obviously, something like Under Pressure, we, we would, with we 83, yep. I think. So you do have some stuff you D- will. Are you not uh, another One
0: Bites the Dust fan? Because I love that song.
1: I just heard it it's, it's too so much. good I know it's like, I know you but- know where
0: it fits in the same place as uh as kiss as uh um um princess kiss it's kind of like that same it's a super simple um groove driven song that and then just amazing vocals on top of it I love that song so much like, we, we probably like, hit that one
1: like fat bottom girls or bicycle race like yeah. those songs are more fun for me I think like there's a lot more yeah. um than like another one I just I just kind of, I mean, you gotta remember, I've been to like a thousand sporting events. Like I just, I'm just like yeah, I'm just checked that. out with some of this it, stuff, and it's it. not their fault. And
0: we will rock you is actually a, that is an amazing to do it like that, where it's just boom, boom, God, and his vocals pretty much the entire time until you hit a guitar solo is completely innovative. But we've just heard it's, it many it's times. So, so innovative. I mean, we've heard
1: it so much because so innovative. It's, but I, 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 would be very happy if we never hear that song again. It's not their fault. No, it's not it's their just fault. A, yeah, but like Killer Queen is such a great song. It is crazy uh, little someone, thing called love. is good. Someone to love. Someone I love it's, that it's song. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. I, I could hear that, you know, a hundred more times. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, and then, you know, i have I researching this song, this episode. It's like, you know what? I need to go back and, and listen to more, me too. more of their stuff. It's been a while. Cause it's been a while for me too. I know they had that resurgence, obviously with the movie Bohemian Rhapsody that came out uh, a few years ago. I years ago. See it. Won't see it. I haven't seen it. Can't do it. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. I'm a little bit, I, I really should see it. Um, I'd love to cover it for the show. You got to be an interesting episode. Yeah. I'd be okay with, yeah, that, that I mean, would be with it. I'd, I'd rather, rather do it that all way. Discuss about it. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe negatively, but there'd be a lot to discuss about it. But, yeah. uh, I just, uh, I, I'd, I'd rather spend my time, I guess with, you know, listening to Queens music, maybe some of the stuff I haven't heard. Yeah. Uh, it's a great song. I think it's called it's late. Um, but, uh, in, uh, Observe and report. Yeah. yeah. Um, Observing Report has an unbelievable soundtrack, but I want to say it's, it's called It's Late or something like that by Queen. I, I should go check it out. Um, and that, that's very... So every once like, I hear kind of like these B-sides or, or yeah. songs you're not used to hearing, you're like, oh, shit, these guys are fucking brilliant. Oh, they're brilliant. Just because it didn't hit the radio doesn't mean that, you know, it's not worth checking. But I wish I wish I could have said the same about this album. It's just, for me, it's not true. I like it, actually. I hadn't listened to it in
0: a long, long time. And there's, there's a few on here I really like. Um, but I've said this before, Freddie Mercury is probably top five in my top five favorite singers ever. I think he's, he, I mean, he has, he just has a, 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 the situation where it's a, it's a lovely character voice with incredible technique. I mean, he has a huge range.
1: Um, so he said, I read it, I read it just in Wikipedia about Freddie Mercury. I don't really understand these things. Yeah. They say he has a four octave voice. He it, might. Well, I know we kind of have a little bit with Mariah Carey, but like, what is that? Can you explain that to?
0: Well, yeah. So, you know, um, uh, you see a, a piano keyboard, right? And there's uh you have white key black key white key black key. Well, the distance between a C and a C is uh is is an octave. Okay. And so it would be four of those. It's it's pretty big. Four octaves is big. Like I think I think I comfortably sing three octaves, and then I could probably push
1: you know in either direction a little bit. Um. So with saying that Freddie is a four octave voice, it's good. Does that mean a lot or not really? You kind I of like you think, kind of like made you, a face like that. yeah because eh, okay. I just
0: don't I don't uh, some, there are I think we talked about this before I think where the record the guy with the record has something like
1: yeah or something. yeah yeah
0: but it, it just gets it just gets kind of spoofy i mean as long if you can if you can use it in a pretty like in an in an artistic way then that's fine um and Mar- to mariah carey's credit she can like she does uh the i'm every woman's not every, i'm every the the uh oh what the fuck is song is it? i don't know but she does this like scream like way 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 up there it sounds like uh it just sounds like a like almost a squeak, but it's it's done in an artistic way. If you do it that way, it's it's cool. But if it's just like a parlor trick, it doesn't really matter. The low and the pro, So the other thing is, if you you can expand your range down, but the further you go down, the more muddy it sounds, and you can't really differentiate the pitches very easily down there. So then, just kind of sounds like muddy. I mean, mm. a lot of times when you hear uh, you go to a concert and you hear okay. bass and it's coming through with this sub, yeah, it, you you more feel it. Yes. hear it and understand it okay. it's more like a like a like a you know it's a visceral thing it's not an audible thing same thing you go low enough and it, it just it's you can't really discern it much so eh. so
1: why is his voice so special to, like why is he a top five person for, for me I, like be, what is it special order? well
0: he's so by um when I say it's the like he's got a technical and a character voice like I love the stuff the, the sound quality of his voice yes um, it's just you know that and that's just a taste thing but then he technical ability is he can do like wide jumps, like going from low to high, um, which is it's hard to do that to make jumps and to be in tune still. And like the sign of a mature singer is not only being able to do that, but then also have like artistic inflection with that too, whether bend into the note or bend, you know, from below or from above and to have control and nice vibrato for a lot of times vibrato, you know, vibrato is like, ah, well, for shitty vibrato is just if you go, ah, a good vibrato is if you like, ah, and you let the vibrato develop over time. Like okay. that's a sign of, a, of a, as someone who has a mature can control their voice really well. And he can, he has really great control. Um, and there are, there are very few people who have as good a control as, as he does. Like he is in tune. The live version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, I know they, he walks off stage during the opera part because you can't reproduce it. There's 180 vocals happening there. You can't reproduce it. But the rest of the song is hard too. And I've, there are live versions of him doing it. There's a live Queen in Montreal. The concert is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. And, uh, and so he can, he can do the rest of the song live, no problem. And he sounds amazing. Like, he, he's just, he's great live. The, the thing is, too, when he's recording this in the 70s, you can't hide. Like, if you fuck up, there's no pitch correction. You have to do it again until you do it right. And he's not out of tune. He sounds yeah. great. Um, I love Freddie Mercury, really, um, a lot. But, so this song, getting into the, the, like the technical, this is a technical achievement. To pull this fucking song off.
1: Well, I guess this album was the most expensive album ever made. At yes, the time. at the time. Yes. Which I, I'm
0: just listening to the song. I believe it. Oh, and, and the other songs too. There are there is a lot of depth. There's a lot of quality. A lot of stuff is going on. Um, and it's just the four of them playing it, but all of it. You know, whether it's a lot of keyboard stuff or you know the multiple guitars. Uh, Brian May has the best guitar tone I've ever heard in my life. I love the sound of his guitar. Me too. And he'll do, he'll, he'll like layer, um, you know, guitar lines on top of himself. And then the stacked vocals, the drummer tail uh, is a, john taylor what's his name roger taylor
1: yes yes yeah uh,
0: has that high voice the you know when you hear the scream in the bohemian yeah. rhapsody that's him so you know he's playing drums and singing if you see a lot you'll watch it live he's singing the high harmonies and freddie mercury that they can all kind of sing brian macon sing too so they've got these stacked harmonies and huge guitars and it's just it is a it is a very talented band but um they were broke at the time too because they were in this weird contract where yeah. their production company Because they already had Queen and Queen Two by this point. This is the fourth album. Right. So they even had that third one then. Yes, right. Uh, it was I l I can't remember what that one right before I had it before, but I can't remember. This is their fourth album and they were broke because they were they were under contract with a production company. So someone who owned a studio and that production company had rights to sell the album to record to record companies it was to sheer do the record deal. Which was she she a, heart which Attack. had some hits on it. It did. Uh, it had Killer Queen on it. Yeah, there. it did. And uh, they were getting paid sixty pounds a week each. Oh my God! <laughs> and they've got like hit, hit fucking yeah, records yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. So they could—they were broke. Um, uh, Roger Taylor went to the record company. He's like, can, "Can I have an advance? I want to buy a house. Right? Uh, can I have four thousand dollars?" Like, we can't. Get, we're not going to. You know, that you're, that's, <laughs> that's not in our contract. So they had to go through this whole thing. They got a lawyer. It took them nine nine months to get out of it. Uh, they ended up having to pay a hundred thousand um, pounds to the production company and give one percent of the royalties to the record company for the next like six albums. But they did get out. But then they didn't borrow money to to pay for this motherfucker. Um, and but good thing they did because you know they had a couple hits with Bohemian Rhapsody, um, you're My Best Friend. There was a third one on here too that uh, got some.
1: God, what is it the, um, uh,
0: what the hell is it? Um, it is,
1: it fuck, is uh, God
0: Save the Queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was that. There's actually yeah, that got some play. But there was there's a then there's a fourth one on here. I can't remember. But good thing they did because it you know, um. Not just like from a financial standpoint, but also from like a technical prowess. There's This is a line of demarcation. People heard this afterward. This is like Phil Spector Wallace sound, like, oh my God. Because, so, and this song is a perfect reference for that. I mentioned before that the opera part has like mm, like 180 vocal tracks on here. So what that means is layer and layer and layer and layer. It's Freddie Mercury singing a line 40 times is Roger Taylor saying, you know, 40 times, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, at this time you didn't have unlimited tracks to sing on. So I so like I the way that I record, because it's digital, I basically have unlimited tracks. When you don't have unlimited tracks, they're recording to a tape. They have to mix, they only have 24 tracks to work with. That means they can do, you know, for Freddie Mercury overdubs on himself and then four and then four maybe you got drums on one you got to take you know those 20 if you, even if you did it all 24 you got to take them all and mix them down to two tracks so a stereo recording and now you have 22 tracks free and with those then you can add 22 more mix those down yeah with the other two stereo so if you fuck up on that there's no going back right like you mix that it's done um, so to take 180 of those motherfucking tracks and mix it down meticulously so it still sounds as good as it sounds is a technical achievement. that it, it, it Nothing had been done like this before. The Phil Spector Wallace sound stuff, it was really the first time where you're doing those mixed down overdub stuff where he would have like a horn section. You know that song, um, the be my, be my, be my little baby. There's like this big horn section, all, all sorts of shit at that time. And I think he had a four track recorder. So he had to record like, uh, a saxophone and a trumpet and then mix that down and then add another saxophone and a trumpet and then mix that down. Like he he had to, he's, he kind of started that process.
1: You hear Spectre's influence too on the album Let It Be, which he produced. Yes. Uh, because it just doesn't sound like some of those songs don't sound at all like Beatles stuff. Yes. Because you can hear, oh, that's, that's Phil Spectre. in my opinion, it doesn't work with the Beatles um but it's but at least you can see that you can hear that influence obviously i love this you know the darlene i love stuff and and the other stuff he's done but i think the beatles was a bad mix but you can really hear what he does though right
0: yeah well they took that to you know the next fucking level um to have that many tracks and mix it down and still make it sound okay right is crazy now i do so you can hear it though like it's not perfect um where's the uh let me find the the intro when, when he sings, is this the real life? Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of Freddys. And it sounds like, f- is fish. If you, like, listen, listen. Listen to what it sounds like.
1: What? Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? It doesn't sound like
0: this, does it? It sounds like, is fish. Hold well on. it's like fish or fish. It's not this. It's not like a nice, this It sounds weird. The reason why is because there's a bunch of them. They mixed it down. And, and what happens is the tape stretches or, you know, because it deteriorates a little yeah. bit. And so you get like a phase and a mash. It, it's not as crisp as it once was. So you do hear, you do hear a little bit, um, which is cool. Cause it also tells you that that's what, that's how they achieve right. like a lot of this stuff. Um, so it's such a, a technical achievement. Also, just an amazing, um, I the, Brian May's guitar is amazing. I love this soul so much. He has like such a, it's almost like a vocal, um, uh, like timbre to his guitar. It's, it almost sounds like a voice because of the way he does vibrato. Like I, I sort of talked about before with, uh, you know, a mature vocalist will not just straight on with the vibrato, like, you know, hit the note and then sort of build into it. He does that. You can, you can kind of like, I see it in my head, how he's doing it, like how much kind of passion and emphasis he has in all those notes. Cause he hits it and then gives it that snap and that vibrato. And I love the tone of his guitar so much. It's, it's, it's like, it's my favorite guitar tone. It's
1: so good. It's really impressive. There's, you're right. The whole band, the band is so, so talented. So, talented. um, and you know, and that sets them apart. I mean, obviously Freddie Mercury's voice, but I think people kind of forget, you know, don't people don't, I don't give enough credit to the rest of the band and how sharp they are and how, and how, how great they are. Oh. I mean, they're I mean, Queens. Amazing. They're just, they're really they in their fun thing because Everyone, I know, everyone says Beatles or Stones or, you know, even like, you know, maybe U2 or think of some of the largest bands, you know. Yeah. Queen sometimes gets forgotten about it a they little do. bit. And it's like, oh, then you go back and visit, you're like, oh, shit, no, this is really good. So they're almost, a, almost like a fun surprise. Every few years I go back and listen, I'm like, oh, I'm never disappointed. And they really bridge that
0: um, that gap between pop and prog music because it's definitely more exper- like experimental than, this song. than pop, especially this one. Yeah. Or, I mean, even Killer Queen is like, yeah. it's out there. Or because it's... You know, When it's more operatic or vaudeville, you're not used to hearing that on top 40 or like a Hot 100. It's it's a strange thing, but they're able to really pull that off. Uh, So I know we're like we talked about it for a bit, but I do want to talk about the 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 lyrics in the opera part a Mm -hmm. bit. So we won't play it. I'm sure everybody knows what it is, but so this song, uh, Freddie Mercury started writing it in the 60s when he was in college, Um, and it just you know it took a while to because he thought of it and it's kind of like three different. Sweets, three different songs but then he's like oh wouldn't it be cool if i put this together and um and he i know he like he brought it in pieces to the band and they sort of worked on it and put it together but his thesis here is he's he's coming out um so in the so the the uh the opera section this is what he thinks he says i see a little silhouette of a man and he's talking about his dark self he's talking about his gay side um Scaramouche, will you do the the fandango uh, the, the Scaramouche character is an Italian, um, clown character from the 1600s, okay. like sort of a, um, boastful, but cowardly. And, um, so he's like, he's seeing like his, his, uh, will you do the Fandango is a, is like a, a flamboyant dance, right? So he's, he's calling out his character. He's mm-hmm. saying, you're, you know, you're kind of a cow- you're boastful, but cow- flamboyant kind of cowardice shadow is, is my gay side. Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Forces of nature. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't control this anymore. It's coming out. And they, uh, Galileo, Galileo, um, Galileo Figueroa. So, Galileo is, uh, Gal, uh, the astronomer who, who, um, basically said that Copernicus was right that the Earth and the planets revolved around the sun. And he discovered Mars and Venus and Jupiter and Saturn. He was he was the first to really see those through uh through a telescope and identify what they were, these planets like Earth revolving around the sun. And he was imprisoned for it, for telling the truth. So, you know, once again, he's he um you've got Freddie like worrying about the conflict that it might cause when he comes out. Um, also for some reason, Galileo's like this kind of as part of gay culture. And I don't know why, like uh, there's a, G- a Galileo song by uh, the Indigo girls. Okay. Uh, Galileo is referenced by Rufus Wainwright in a few different uh, spots. I don't know what that is, but, uh, but for some reason that's, um, I, I remember that uh, Galileo figaro um, <laughs> where he uh, figaro is. I must force myself to laugh at everything. Lest I'd be obliged to weep the figaro character from Barbara, v- v- um, Barbara of Seville says those lines. Um, I must force myself to laugh, or I would weep. So, uh, you know, what? Basically, calling again to his situation. Um, a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor, fa- poor family, sparing his life from this monstrosity. So, you know, it, either he's saying, um, sparing his life from this monstrosity is living the lie, or the monstrosity is the you know his gay alter ego. Um, and then he says, uh, "Easy come, easy go." Will you let me go? Bismillah, which is in the name of God. Okay, in um, uh, Bismillah. We will not let you go. We will not let you go. Let him go, and then, and then, of course, he, um, Mamma Mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. So he's basically saying, I am choosing the dark side. I am choosing the, the side of Satan against the Church. I think the lyrics are so good. You know, yeah. when you put it in the in the reference of his, right. and all of the, you know, the whole song is really about that. You can you can you can see it. But that even that little section, that operatic section, has all those sort of uh, operatic like references, but still is talking about his own struggle.
1: Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Um, no, Freddie Mercury, obviously, uh, if, you, if you don't know, uh, died of AIDS in
0: 1991. 91 or 92, yeah. Uh, 91, I think.
1: Uh, and, um, you know, he, was a, he, was a, he tried to hide the diagnosis for a long time. In fact, he didn't publicly announce the diagnosis until two days before he died. Uh, that's when he finally, I think he died on uh, November 24th of mm-hmm. 91, and he, uh, but he had the press release come out on November 22nd.
0: He was still performing, like, his last uh, Who Wants to Live Forever, that song his gut wrench song. Cause that, that was like his last recording when he knew he was going to yeah, die.
1: Performing recording, but he, yeah. uh, he didn't uh, do a concert no. from 1988 on obviously cause he was sick, but yeah. you know, they were trying to, you know, and the band was trying to keep people. Everyone was trying to kind of not acknowledge what was, what was going on. I mean, obviously the English cowboys were, you know, they knew they knew. And they were just, you know, they were, they, they made no bones about showing him, you know, showing pictures of him sick yeah. or whatever. Uh, they were tr- definitely exploitive in that way, but he tried his best to kind of keep it, Cause I think he just wanted to just perform to play his music. And, and you know, he, he was even in music video right up until the end too. It might've um, been
0: show must go on. Might've been I think that it same was time too. Time. Mean, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But he just of. wanted
1: to make music. He just wanted to keep doing it. And, um, and to his credit, he did as long as he could. Um, but yeah, really, they say that he might have even known he was sick in 82. I guess he had a tongue lesion in eighty two. Oh wow! Uh, but I. But then there's some eh, going back and forth. But I. You know, no matter what, by eighty seven, it was definitely. It new. was, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But there were. Yeah, it's it's yeah. too bad
0: because now you know people with AIDS. It's more of a situation where it's chronic, but they can live with it. I mean, you know. <laughs> Matt Johnson's been, he was diagnosed 30 years ago. I don't know how long. Yeah, how 91,
1: that? same same time that Freddie mercury died. And it,
0: well, and it doesn't have, you know, it's not a death sentence anymore, right. but for, you know, Freddie it was. I, and you uh, he died of compl he had pneumonia, but, but you know, oh, no. when you mean he was incredibly health. Right, exactly. It's so dead. Uh, you know, no, crushed. it's it's uh yeah, it's super it's, sad. I, I wish he were still around because I know he would have continued to make amazing music for a long time.
1: But. I think so too. I think he would have, you know, maybe had an interesting second act of that of that career. Um but yeah, I mean, obviously Queen, one of the one of the greatest bands uh, ever. Ready for headlines? Yeah, bring it. All right. We are in 1992, May of 92. Yeah, uh, May 3rd, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev visited Ronald Reagan. Mikhail Gorbachev was in America this whole week. This kind of I say dominated headlines, but it was in the in the news. But he visited Ronald Reagan in his California at his California ranch. Huh. Uh, Reagan would go public uh, with an Alzheimer's diagnosis in August of 94. So that's, you know, you figure two and a half years later. Yeah. He definitely showed some real odd. Uh, he did some odd things at a birthday party. I think it might have been for Nancy Reagan or someone in 93, a year before that. So I got to wonder if 92 might have been some, I wonder if Gorbachev, like it might have been a weird conversation. I, I wonder, you wonder, maybe he had a good day that day, yeah. but you wonder if there was signs even then. Might have been. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they met uh, uh, and like I said he was in, he was in, uh, in the country, he's kind of doing Uh. I say like a tour, but he was, they were kind of like almost like a, um, a postscript to the Cold War a bit. And he was kind of just going around and talking yeah. to various leaders. May 6th, Marlene Dietrich died at 90 from kidney failure. I, I honestly, I, I don't know if I've ever even seen a Marlene Dietrich film. She was an actress. She only nominated for one Academy Award for a film called Morocco. She was also a fashion icon, especially in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. She was German born, moved to America. Uh, and um, she performed, I like, did like a lot of live shows, 50s, 60s, 70s. And then, um, by then, you know, she was obviously 90 and 92. So she was old by oh, then. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she was, um, uh, just an icon, if you will. My grandmother was named after her. my grandmother was born oh, really? in the thirties. And my, my grandmother's name was Marlene. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, it just shows you like the power that this woman had and someone, I, I obviously, you know, she's been dead for 30 years. So, sure, yeah. um, and even when she died, she was quite old, but, um, yeah, one point in time, this is one of the most, you know, famous and, um, iconic women in the world for a long stretch yeah um but the biggest story all week uh all week front page new york times aftermath of the la riots.
0: oh of course la riots right. uh
1: kind of ended like right when this week bu- began oh. uh 63 people died damages over a billion dollars yeah um you know matt and i were kids when it happened i'm sure we both remember watching TV, la yeah. you know burn up you know parts of you know and, and uh, it started on April 29th. It's Rodney King. Rodney King. Uh, and what happened was the four Ugh. LAPD cops that beat him were acquitted of being. Get this wasn't just acquitted of murder or yeah. not murder attempted uh, murder. Right. Uh, they were acquitted of being charged with excessive force. I know it's fucking crazy. Exce- they, how do you not? It's how fe- was that not excessive? Wasn't force? it caught on camera? Oh yeah. Yeah. So what happened was yeah. I they, feel like I saw. They it. hit him with a baton 56 times. Um, <laughs> they pulled him over for suspicion of drug use um rodney king was a uh, a drug guy he would die eventually i think around 10 15 years ago i'm that wrong but of pc he died in his 40s oh and he had pcp in his system he died in a swimming pool i think the official cause was drowning but he was drunk on drugs and he right. fell in the pool yeah, yeah. uh but they i don't it doesn't seem to be very clear if there was even any pcp on him that day but obviously i think they had a record they must have i think they knew the cops pull over they say he was resisting arrest um but um and the cameras, so a neighbor, uh, someone, a neighbor near where that happened in L.A., caught it all on camera. And yes. they're kicking on they're beating them, Yes, yes. Um, And meanwhile, this guy, you know, they say he's res- resisting arrest. But, I mean, I tell ya, you, you know, at some point, 56 times, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the guy wasn't moving. I mean, he's still hitting him. I mean, the footage, you know, it's one of the most famous footage of the 90s. Yes. Um, in, in, awful. And, you know, it wasn't just this one event. The LAPD had long been um, considered many to be racist. Um, this was just like one more. This was, you know, for many people, like kind of the last straw.
0: And this is the precursor of what's going now in social media. Now really this is. stuff is captured s- pretty often.
1: It really and, is. This is the first, like, right? The,
0: yeah, because someone had a camcorder, which is right. newer
1: technology back and then. Now,
0: I mean, I, and I am much happier that there's cameras around. I'd rather, like, we need to see if this is happening. We need to see it so that we can stop it. Do you remember a couple years ago where there was a high speed chase um, that ended up in New Hampshire? along somewhere along the Southern border, I think they were coming in from Massachusetts and, and cops finally cornered this guy, pulled him out of the car and there was helicopter footage. And these four cops just started beating the Jesus. fuck out of him. You don't remember this? No, it I was don't. all over New Hampshire. I had, yeah. they, uh, the cops were suspended and there was, there was, yeah. uh, I think some of them were charged. Yeah. I know they were all charged excessive for like, it was brutal. And if you're a cop, like your job, Especially, okay, so if it's drugs, you're worried about someone having drugs on them, but you're not, you know, it's not in a violent situation. It's a non-violent situation. Okay, the laws are that you're not supposed to have these drug use or whatever. You're not supposed to have these drugs on them. Fine. This is not an escalate. If if they're resisting, <laughs> you're supposed to de-escalate. Right. De-escalate. I had, and that New Hampshire um, high-speed chase, I had friends who were like, oh, well, you know, he could have killed someone. He could have. And I'm like, "They're not the cops are not the... The judge, the jury, like they're, they are, they're supposed to serve and protect, protect. Right. They're supposed to bring to justice. They're not supposed to fucking, you know, they're not supposed to uh, unleash justice. They're not supposed, they're supposed to be, um. they're supposed to be like, like not just not as aggressive. They're supposed to deescalate and they didn't. They just went fucking violent after this, after this guy. Did this, could this guy have killed someone? Yes, didn't. Was he doing something wrong? Was he on a high speed chase? Yes, could that have had consequences? Yes, but it didn't. Uh, but either way, like your job is to take him in. And in this case with Rodney King, your job is to—if your job—if he's doing something
1: like your job is to take him in. So let's say you know uh, it doesn't. No one really knows because the video didn't start for. Yeah, it know. didn't. But it let's didn't. just say, let's just say that let's take the cop's action. Let's just say maybe Rodney King was was resisting arrest and maybe even being violent. All right, fine. So maybe you do hit him with the baton. You know, I I understand that. Sure. Um, but you know, by I'm guessing by the tenth hit he's probably down by the 30th hit. What are we doing? And by the 56th, hit, like, like, what are we doing? I mean, and it it is a shame too, because most cops are good. Most cops are good. Like there's no, most humans are good. And when something like this happens, the thing in New Hampshire happens, or when these Eric Garner in New York, when these things happen, you know, it's going to create a real sense of uh, distrust among, whether it be black communities or any community. It's like, all right, well, like how can I trust, you know, so if 90 5% 5% of cops are good, or would never dream of doing something like this. But the 5 or 1% or even a fraction of 1% ruin it for everyone else, it, it creates a real divide. In the yeah, what, like, you, you can't it's allow awful. it. It's like awful. If, if I'm a cop, I would be so angry. I would be so angry.
0: Right. If I were a My cop, fuck. I would want these motherfuckers prosecuted. Like, you can't do that. I would want that. That's the problem. I would want them liable for any. You don't want. So. <laughs> So the thing is, like you got, um, you have the state is state funds defending them too. And You like, I would want them, I, I would, I would want these cops, uh, on like the li- liability to be on on them personally if if they're I, found I mean, guilty for some shit. You know, ship.
1: imagine being an LA cop and you know, right, and you see, and now you're now you have to protect against a riot that yeah. happens. Oh, God. Because these poor jackasses. Fucking ruined. Yeah, they they caused sixty eight deaths. I mean, yeah, and a billion dollars of damage. It's on them. And and there were, I think, thousands of injuries. Yeah, Uh, and it's it's just it's just just mind numbing, and it's really frustrating. You're right. We are seeing a lot. You know, we're seeing it in greater numbers now between you know everyone having a phone in their camera, and then you're seeing on the other end. You know, hey, and I have no problem. This cops have. I think cops should wear body cams and to protect themselves. Sure. Cause you know, we let's let the record be straight. Right. Let's I just, just, just have it out there. Right. And I, I, would, I would support that in a heartbeat. I'd rather, I'd rather spend my tax dollars on body cams than on more weapons for them. Absolutely. Um, and I, but I you know, I understand police definitely need to also, you know, also to protect them.
0: Yeah. I know they want to just get home to their family at night. I of course. get it. but that's not what this was. This was, you know, thuggery is what it was. You need to do the least amount that it takes to subdue the person. If they're violent, and you need to match that violence. You have to do the least amount to subdue them, to take them in, not the most. You can't just get bully on them and, and just beat the shit out of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that was, what, that, like I said, this is this was the week after the riots, but then it was just basically like, you know, like kind of A, how do we rebuild? Yep. B, you know, what kind of went wrong? And obviously I'm looking at the New York Times perspective, so they're not really in the nitty gritty. It's more from an outsider point of view, yeah. but, um, but it, you know, it was front page news every single day that week. Yeah. Um, anything else? I think that's it. All right, so we're back. Uh no show, uh no free show next week. Sorry about um, that. Um tomorrow we're back with basic instinct on the Patreon. Yep. And then next week we have the Patreon My Cousin Vinny and we don't know yet what the uh in two weeks what our show is gonna be. We'll announce that on the My Cousin visit Patreon. Sounds good. Later.